Welcome to the Pelvic Pulse Podcast, where formerly off-the-table topics take center stage so you can feel comfortable, confident, and free in your body. This podcast was born out of the desire to share the intimate and necessary conversations about one of the most ignored, abused, and suppressed areas of our bodies, our pelvises. Not sure where that is? Let's put a finger on it, shall we? I'm your host, Brittany Ellers, holistic pelvic physical therapist, womb worker, and educational speaker and advocate for all things pelvic health. My hope for this show is that it enlivens listeners like you to take steps towards healing your own relationship with your pelvic space holistically for fuller embodiment and a more loving human experience. So when you're ready, let's take a deep breath and dive right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pelvic Pulse podcast. I'm here with a very special guest. His name is Daniel Schwartz. Um, I'm going to read you his bio so that you know exactly what he's coming in here with. I'm so excited for you to hear from him. Daniel received his master's degree in traditional oriental medicine at Pacific College of Health and Science in 2021. Daniel's health and wellness journey started during his service in the Marine Corps. He discovered acupuncture and Chinese medicine after an injury he sustained while serving and could not find relief through other modalities. And after his first acupuncture treatment and experiencing profound relief, he knew that this was what he was meant to do. What began as a passion for fitness and nutrition evolved into a more holistic approach. We love that. When he discovered essential oils, yoga, and meditation after his service. Daniel believes wholeheartedly in the integration of Eastern and Western medicine, using both ancient modalities and modern technologies to support the healing process of the body, mind, and spirit. Daniel specializes in sports medicine, men's and women's health, and fertility. He uses a combination of orthopedic and Japanese-style acupuncture to treat a variety of disorders. He loves to serve his community, but he especially wants to support the military, veterans, and their families. From his personal experience, he believes they do not get adequate care, and he's here to change that. So welcome to the show, Daniel. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, Why don't we talk a little bit first about maybe just how we met, um, which is kind of a brief thing, but I love that. I love how you are so um, really driven in your masculine, to be honest, and I like that. Like I like how purposeful you are in your connections and Um, Go ahead and share with the audience how that all transpired. Cool. Thanks so much for having me, Brittany. I'm really honored and happy to be here. Um, Yeah. So I, you know, got started with my practice. I like dove in after, after school and getting licensed and wanted to, you know, meet with other local practitioners. I wanted to, you know, meet with other local small businesses as a way to, you know, put myself out there. And I found you on move you on Instagram. And, um, you know, I saw that you were, you know, pelvic floor PT and I was fascinated by it. And I was like, Oh, this is interesting. This isn't something that, you know, I personally could do, or I I could technically, (laughs) uh, but you know, uh, with, you know, female patients i don't think so i think they'd prefer a female practitioner um but yeah i saw that you're a pelvic floor pt and then actually i think i saw you at communal coffee one day 
And I was like, oh, no way. Um, and then I looked at your page and I saw that you were in North County. So I was oh like, oh, God. okay. So I need to reach out. Um, and then, and then I saw like, you had like 15,000 followers. I was like, oh, geez, uh, should I do this? Um, but uh, <laughs> people are honestly surprised yeah. when, I mean, even if you have 5,000 or 10,000 followers, it's like, you never know if you're going to get a response back. Um, but I try to do a good job of like, you know, weeding through the things and weeding through the energy vampires and the, and the bots and yeah. all the things. So when you reached out, I was like, Oh, like that's a really intentional way of connecting. And I really appreciated that out of you. Oh, thank you. I, I, <laughs> I appreciate that as well. You know, I, I wanted to be intentional about it. Like, Hey, I saw you wanted to reach out. I wanted to connect. I love meeting local practitioners in my area just to meet, but also to potentially build a referral contact. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's funny because I I really valued also what you bring to the table because I think I only know one other male acupuncturist, but I haven't really ever met a male acupuncturist who also likes to work with veterans, number one, and then focus on fertility. And I think you had just finished doing your fertility program which what was that called again it's called the baby making formula hey the baby making <laughs> formula no and that like really intrigued me so i know you're trying to at least share your wisdom and share your gifts with um a lot of people in a lot of different ways including the hands-on acupuncture treatments and all of the other glorious things that he does um but also with the online content so that's really really cool how did you get interested in the fertility side of things and what can you share with our audience today? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as I said, in the Marines, got into health and fitness, more on the weightlifting and nutrition side of things, got out, you know, with some injuries and other issues and got into yoga, essential oils, meditation, and then later acupuncture. Um, but it, it evolved from just weightlifting and macro counting to like, what am I actually putting into my body? You know, what are the things that are pro-inflammatory versus anti-inflammatory? What are the things that are going to help my recovery? What are the things that are going to support my hormone health? Um, and just really doing a deep dive on all of that and, you know, learning the importance of sleep, nutrition, lifestyle, the things that I put into my body, but also onto my body. Yeah. Like what changes were you, were you making? Would you say, what were like the big, big ones? Um, I mean, I would say quality, quality and food. So mm -hmm. grass fed protein, pasture raised eggs, um, really limiting sugar and grains, uh, and then really doing a whole, you know, pantry and medicine cabinet cleanse of removing anything that, you know, had that's estrogenic, whether it be phytoestrogens with soy or xenoestrogens with phthalates and bpa and all these parabens and just eliminating those things to not burden my system and to allow my body to you know make the hormones like it's supposed to yeah because what were you what were you feeling from that injury and did all those changes help also with that injury and recovery or were those kind of two separate things going on Everything, everything's connected for sure. And, you know, changing, changing my diet, I was definitely, you know, less inflamed. Um, and 
yeah, so the injury was with my knee and my back and then a whole assortment of other issues that come with service. So, mm-hmm. you know, anxiety, depression, insomnia, and everything was influencing, you know, my, my health and my life mm-hmm. and, you know, making changes for the better. I saw improvements in all those things. So being less inflamed, I had less pain. And I was also doing acupuncture and that was helping with my sleep. So then I, you know, was able to you know, make the hormones that I need to have the energy that I uh, can have to, you know, do everything else. Um, but yeah, everything, everything was connected for sure. Yeah. Okay. And so then how, how did everything link into fertility? Yeah. So I got really interested in men's health and testosterone and how I can, um, you know, optimize my hormones, how I can be how I can be healthy. So I know. So funny. I feel like that was my story too. Everyone, I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people that come on here, it's like the mess becomes your message. Even Mm -hmm. if your stuff isn't really a big mess, it's like, I mean, I I've said this before also just, it's kind of been a selfish thing for me to even go down this route because you end up learning so many good things, but then you wish other people learned what you learned. Right. So is that, okay. I'm stealing the thunder. Yeah, no, all good. Um, and I was noticing this this trend of testosterone rate in men declining, sperm rate in men declining, and there being a very similar um, similar path in regard in regards to female reproductive health, where fertility rates were dropping. And I knew that I needed to do something about it. So not only for myself, but also you know in my you know at the time, like future partner. Um, I know that I, I needed to do something about it, you know, for myself, but also for the people that I'm going to serve. Um, so, you know, really branched out from not just men's health and testosterone, but, you know, everything else and, you know, women have testosterone too. And, but there's, you know, estrogen and progesterone that's, you know, plays into the balance of things. Um, but, you know, learning what I can do to help myself and then letting it branch out from there and helping my patients and clients with here's the things that you can do for yourself and not have to, um, you know, have your health be in the hands of someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Are you I'm just curious now because I feel like kind of my I, my my idea or in my head is like, so what? Right. Like, I think that would be a lot of people's thoughts like maybe I don't want to have kids. So what if my fertility is whatever, you know, I don't plan on having them, but I think what people might not be understanding, and maybe you can let me know if your clientele are understanding this is your fertility is a vital sign, right? And even if you don't plan on ever having children, it's essential to at least know what's in balance because yeah. Can you explain, I guess, like what that what that really means if like you are quote unquote infertile or unexplained infertility is something that you're dealing with. Like, I mean, you can troubleshoot or like throw in all kinds of possibilities right there. But um, I think it's important for people to kind of understand like, why does this even matter? Yeah. I mean, this matters for everyone, whether you're going to have children or not. Fertile humans are healthy humans. Thank you. (laughs) Male or female. And it connects with everything else in your life. So I'll speak on the men, the men's side of things. 
like testosterone is the masculine hormone. It is the get shit done. It is the build muscle, burn fat, achieve, do, protect and provide. Like that is what testosterone does. It gives you energy. It, you know, it does so much for you. And even if you don't want kids, you don't want to be tanking your testosterone. You don't want to be tanking your sperm health. Uh, it, 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 it is, it's so important for, um, your health and your life and your, your mission, mm-hmm. you know, just speaking from, you know, the masculine side of things, like it is part of your mission. Like your health is part of your mission. It is a key to your mission. And backtracking a little bit, you know, I, before I got into acupuncture, I got into men's work. I found this, this men's community, this men's group called man on fire. And it has been a complete game changer for my life. Mm -hmm. Um, especially getting out of the military, going from this community camaraderie brotherhood, and then having nothing. And then, finding this men's group and, you know, everything changing and it going from, you know, this, uh, I don't love the word toxic masculinity because the absence of masculinity is toxic. Mm. Real masculinity is protection and provision Mm. presence and ownership. And the absence of that is what people call toxic masculinity. It's just, it, it's just not masculine at all. Um, and anyway, you know what I, I bring up that because mission, mission is a huge part in, you know, the masculine energy. And last year I went on this vision quest. So like discover my, my mission and purpose and mission is like, current you know current mission and then purpose is just like life's purpose um so in that you know i got a lot of clarity on my purpose and it's love grow heal love myself love others grow myself help others grow and heal myself and help others heal Mm -hmm. and but mission is like what i'm doing right now and fertility is part of that. That's lovely. How did you, I'm curious now about this vision quest. <laughs> how did you tap into those words or how did you feel into that kind of purpose? Mm-hmm. Was there anything specific that you did that maybe, are you seeing like a lot of men do this, like go on their vision quests and uh, yeah, just like rooting down and digging deep or do you think that's like kind of like a rare thing? It's, it's definitely a rare thing now. Um, there, there is no more rite of passage. Um, humans, but men specifically, for the longest time, always had rites of passage. And whether that be, you know, going off to war or, you know, going into the the wilderness and fighting a wolf when you were 12 and coming back as a Spartan warrior, or if you didn't, then you died, you know, but like there, there's always been rites of passage and we no longer have, have that. I technically had one, you know, joining the Marines. Um, but I believe there's multiple rites of passage mm-hmm. and it is, it's a journey and it's like a, a portal. 
into coming into becoming you know who you are and who you're meant to be and what you're meant to do here and so one of the guys in my uh small group in man on fire i'm a you know small group leader and um one of the guys his name is segev um and we we connected like greatly and he, he actually he uh uh parted ways from the group but he um he asked me he's like hey i'm i'm hosting this vision quest i'm like initiating this you know i we're going to go out into the wilderness into uh gosh where was it uh sequoia national forest and it's going to be you know three days and three nights and you know no phones no nothing no no books like maybe a journal, but no, nothing to read to distract yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be with yourself in nature, in solitude. And, you know, we went together the first night, the first day and night we were together, we, we camped, we set intentions. And then the the next two days, it was just like completely alone in the wilderness. And, you know, everything comes up, like all of your shit comes up. And, uh, but it was, it was powerful. And, um, really amazing. And, you know, I got really clear with what my intuition sounded like, because I removed all the noise, no phone, no social media, no scrolling, no distractions with TV or books, books like personal development, but it's still a distraction Mm -hmm. um, or it can be. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there was just nothing but me and my um, like, I made a circle in the uh, in the wilderness as like, you know, this is my space. I'm only going to be here for, you know, this amount of time. Do not invade my space and I will not bother you. So on and so forth. So like, you know, like mountain lion comes and eats me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I got really got really clear with like, oh, that's my intuition. What does your intuition sound like? Oh, it's just like a, a clear, short answer. That's just like mm-hmm. quick. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I asked myself, you know, what is my purpose here? And it was that answer, love, grow, heal. And I knew that was part of my mission and purpose here, you know, for the longest time, but, you know, I didn't know at what capacity. And maybe some guys might think that like, oh, I have to have like the biggest mission and purpose like ever and change the world and stop war and end world hunger. Like, no, not, no, uh... not at all. Like it's could be as something as simple as like being an awesome dad you know, or being the best acupuncturist that you can be or whatever it is. Um, but it's as simple as that. Love, grow, heal. Yeah. Hmm. Something you had said earlier was making me think, and partially because I'm now getting into the men's health world myself, um, from the pelvic health side and working with the, the bony anatomy and muscular anatomy, of course, but also like the energetics. And, um, you had mentioned that masculinity is providership presence what else was there? Purpose. Protection. Protection. Purpose as well. Yeah. 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 No, thank you. I, I appreciate you saying all of that because like, I mean, I could imagine 
I could imagine someone who was struggling with fertility feeling like, well, am I not masculine enough or am I not feminine enough? Mm-hmm. Like I am meant to be able to do this as a human, right? Like I'm supposed to be able to um, fertilize an egg or I'm supposed to be able to grow this egg in my body and make it into a human. And I feel like there's a lot of like supposed tos or shoulds. Um, yeah, I'm just curious, like, what are you, what are you seeing in your, in your clients? Like, what are their biggest struggles other than maybe that like mental block and how are you helping them through that, that side of the the fertility journey? I think the biggest piece is the mental block. Mm-hmm. I think it is the, the stress and the pressure and the must and have to do. And it's, oh, I'm ovulating, like come have sex with me right now. And it's like, there's so much pressure around it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from a Chinese medicine perspective, uh, we call this liver chi stagnation, this um, like stress and, um, stagnant energy that we, you know, put on ourselves. And, you know, it really stems from the repression or suppression of emotions, or just the obsession over this one thing and holding on to this one thing. And, you know, one of the things that I like to say is like, don't make it a goal. Don't make it a goal. And stop, stop trying and then do people laugh at you when you say yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> but first stop trying. Yeah, what? Um, <laughs> and then you just go from there and just stop trying to not get pregnant. And it's just like continue as business as usual. Obviously, unprotected sex, you know, vaginal intercourse. Uh, I mean, we you th- you think you wouldn't have to explain that, well, but it's no, yeah. Please, like go yeah. go into maybe a little bit more of the basics potentially because um I think not everyone knows th- these basics about fertility. Like um I read taking charge of your fertility, goodness, that was over two years ago, and I started taking my basal body temperature. I started you know occasionally checking my cervical position, but I feel like people don't even know. They they think they think they know some things like oh, I need to have sex on day 14 because that's when I ovulate. But maybe that's not you. Like maybe that's not how your cycle operates. Maybe you had stress or you had travel or got sick um, that month. So your delayed ovulation was happening. So you aren't getting pregnant on the day you think you are. And all of a sudden you're disappointed, but it's because like you're not understanding maybe what's going on. And I mean, I've not meant to shame anyone for not knowing because I think a lot of us don't get taught this at all and then you're say coming off birth control right for having been on it 10 years and you don't know what your cycle looks like you don't remember what it looked like before you got on birth control or maybe it was a regular before that and that's why you got on it and then all of a sudden you're supposed to plan 18 months in advance if you want to get pregnant to come off your birth control so that your body can recalibrate itself but it's like what are, what are we missing here? <laughs> what are, what are your clients missing? Um, yeah. Like what's, what do you wish the population would kind of know about fertility? Just like right off the, right off the cuff. Yeah. There's so much there. Um, but like for starters, uh, everybody's different. Every, everybody's body is different. Every, uh, every woman's cycle is different. And 
and everyone's like fertility is different. So, you know, in regards to like, oh, it's day 14, we have to have sex right now because I'm ovulating. And that's just not always true. And it takes time for the sperm to, you know, get through the vaginal canal, through the cervix, into the uterus, and then go down one of the fallopian tubes. And maybe they like half of the sperm just goes to a dead end. There's nothing there. And the other half, maybe they're lucky that they find the opportune moment where the the uh the follicle, the egg is, you know, leaving the ovary, getting sucked into the the fallopian tube and then coming down and maybe it meets the sperm. But there's there's so much I mean, honestly, birth is like a miracle. Like, and I, women's bodies are amazing. They're literally the portal to the world. Um, and just like what needs to happen, like the amount of things that need need to happen for like a baby to be born, like it, it's, it's a miracle. And we're taught like in, in school, like if you hold hands, you're going to get pregnant or like something stupid like that, or like, Oh, you can get pregnant every single day of the month. And it's just not true. You know, um, there is a fertile window and there is a amount of time that sperm can, can live like inside the vagina and the uterus, which is because of the cervical mucus that our body creates, which is just another piece of that miracle. Yeah. And other times, it is inhospitable to spread. Like, like sometimes, I mean, other times of the cycle, like the vaginal pH and everything else, just like they just die. Um, so there is a window. It's not exactly right on day 14, but there is a window where um, it can happen. So, you know, what I tell patients and, and clients is, you know, unprotected sex, every other day after your period, like after you finish bleeding, um, because you don't know, maybe, you know, on this cycle, you're, you're ovulate right on day 14 and this other cycle, maybe you're a little bit stressed and it's day, you know, 12 or 16, who knows, um, things change. Uh, and there's a lot of good things to tracking and, you know, you know, feeling, feeling your cervix, checking cervical mucus, checking basal body temperature, doing all these things and putting it into a log. And then it's also, it can just be a lot, especially if, you know, they tend towards obsession or they tend towards stress. So they tend towards like, it has to be perfect, like very type A. And I say, you don't have to do that. You really don't have to do that. And especially if you're, you know, coming in for acupuncture and herbs, like your cycle is going to regulate. And back to like the birth control topic, you know, I've heard so many horror stories of, you know, women and young girls just being put on the birth control pill because they had an irregular cycle or heavy bleeding or painful periods, cramps or whatever it is, just like, it's the, it's the same chemical band-aid for a million different issues that can be resolved in a million different ways. Um, so it really saddens me that, you know, that's the case uh, for really so many women. Um, and, you know, like you said, like preparing 18 months, like that's, that's like a really good starting place. One of my, um, 
one of my teachers says for every year that you are on the birth control pill, you, your body needs one month to recalibrate. So, you know, most women that I've talked to have been on it for 10 plus years. So that's, that's about a year. And with the, with my, the baby making formula, um, you know, I say, stop first, stop trying. And then let's implement these foundational, um, foundational tools and lifestyle changes because it takes three months for what you put in to your body and on, and whatever other changes you make to show up in your reproductive health. So it takes about three months for new sperm and it takes about, you know, three months for new eggs, basically. I'm very, very layman's terms. Um, but, uh, yeah, three months. So if you are, you know, getting off birth control and it's about a year and then you're making these changes, like it's okay. It is okay. You know, there's so much fear around, oh, the clock is ticking out and like, it's okay. Taking a quick break from our conversation to share with you one of my all-time favorite tools, Crystal Wands and Yoni Eggs from Wands with two A's. If you're wanting to connect to your body, your pleasure, unravel and process your life, these beautifully shaped wands and eggs are going to help you get there. I think of them as an extension of my own hand brought from the earth for my healing rituals that have helped me invite so much goodness into my life. To get yours, head over to the link in the show notes and use the code BEINGBETTER in all caps for 15% off your purchase. And if you're like, okay, I'm in, or you already have tools like these and don't know what to do with them, head over to my Wands and Yoni Eggs 101 courses for a full rundown and guided practice to get you started on developing these special rituals for yourself. And now back to the episode. Yeah. Are your, are most of your clients or your patients, are they older than 35 and considered quote unquote geriatric or are you seeing people come in like that are maybe a little bit younger and still having difficulty? Because I mean, I'm 33. We're not trying not yet, but you know, James is 35 and, or he will be by the end of this year. And it's like, am I going to have a struggle with this? But I also personally don't really identify with that. I'm not going to let that be a story for myself just until it gets to that point, if it gets to that point. But yeah, at least as far as I can tell, I guess I'm okay. (laughs) You're okay. Yeah. (laughs) Just from, I mean, I can tell from my blood, I can tell from my cervical mucus, but yeah. Like, what are you, what are you noting with the age discrepancies? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely this. I mean, this is a going to be a this complex answer. Um, okay. There's definitely like this culture of like, oh, wait, it's okay. Focus on your career. Focus on this, that, and the other. And um, that is the story for a lot of women. And they're like, oh, I need to rush to do this because my time is running out. I'm whatever after 35 and that's not really the case in 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 terms of like geriatric that that's that's such a ridiculous term or even the word advanced I'm yeah like, okay I, yeah. I have clients who have had their babies and I have friends who have had their babies in their 40s mm-hmm. and 
I mean, it was a beautiful thing for them, you know, and like, maybe it was done through IVF, maybe not, but I feel like those stories are kind of dampened right now. Mm -hmm. Like we don't really hear a lot about, um, moms who are, you know, 35 plus Mm -hmm. years old without having had any support. But I mean, everybody could use the support, let's be honest, with the times we're living in. But yeah, it's, it is really interesting, that narrative. It's, yeah, it's a really, really strong narrative. And I, and don't quote me on this. I, I might need to look this up. But I, but I think like the data on that was off of like French peasants and like the early, I don't even know when. Oh like, so it's, 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 it's ridiculous. And at the same time, there is a decline in women's fertility. Or there is a decline in men's fertility. Um, but I wouldn't say that age is the the biggest factor. I mean, obviously, you know, if you get past, I don't know, 45 or something like that, like maybe. But, you know, in your in your 30s, in your early 40s, like, no, it's absolutely possible. And, you know, what are the things that you can do? And, you know, it's 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 a lot about lifestyle, creating a hormone friendly environment inside and out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could go on for days probably for how many things like you could potentially do. And I'll just say for anyone who is interested in like an easy method of how to kind of go through that. I mean, I'm sure you do it through your program. Um, but just if you want to be able to look it up in a book, um, woman code was the book that got Mm. me started on that. And of course it can also just feel really overwhelming to be like, Oh my God, I have to get rid of all this shit. (laughs) And like you spend hundreds of dollars on products, makeup, um, household cleaning items, stuff like that. And you're like, don't even realize that this could be having an impact on your fertility. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a really sequential process. Like you don't have to put all the pressure on, like Daniel said, um, to get it all done at once. I know some people like to do that and some people have the luxury of doing that, but yeah, just being, being mindful of the products you have in your, in your homes that you use on your body, in your body. Yeah. I'd say for me, the biggest one was probably makeup and then like scents, like mm-hmm. having a lot of scents. I mean, I still, I'm not going to lie. I still use perfume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still use I mean, I use essential oils too, um, which I don't know if there's like hardcore data out there anymore on like what it does to your hormones. I don't think there are any things bad that essential oils can do. It depends on the quality. Yeah. Um, Depends on the quality, you know, some, I mean, I don't know which brands, but some, it's not hundred percent pure Mm -hmm. Um, and there could be other fragrance added to it. Um, but yes, 100% pure essential oils, they're not going to have a negative impact on your on your hormone health. Whereas perfume and these other like, if you look at like fragrance, and it says natural, and there's a star next to it. And that <laughs> natural fragrance or that natural flavoring has like 300 different chemicals in it. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no, essential oils are great. Yeah. It's like so funny how those companies it can get away with that. And it's all about them making money and it's impacting our societies in more ways than one, probably more than just fertility, but also, I mean, the amount that we don't even have to go down. the. Yeah, no, I was yeah. almost going to go down like 
the trash and the environmental impact of yeah. all these companies creating all this waste. And I mean, whatever, we don't have to go. Down yeah, we, we can definitely go down that rabbit hole. Um, but one thing I, I want to go back to was this, like this story and this belief and someone that um, really uh, had a lot of impact to me in regards to this, this story is Dr. Bruce Lipton and his book or his uh, seminar, I don't know, whatever, um, The Biology of Belief. And he talks about this exact thing of something called epigenetics and how the words that we say, the words that we hear, and everything else in our environment can influence the way our genes express. So if you hear from your doctor, they're like, oh, you're 35 and it's going to be hard for you. Then you hear from other people saying the same thing. And then you have this inner dialogue that it's going to be hard. And then it turns out that it is hard. Mm -hmm. But then the flip side is also true where you, you know, don't subscribe to that belief that, you know, 35 is a geriatric pregnancy or whatever. Um, whatever yeah it's such yeah bs but um not subscribing to that that belief and not subscribing to that story and you know taking your health into your own hands and doing everything that you can to um you know support your health and your fertility and having a strong belief that you know I am going to get pregnant naturally or whatever that story is, whatever that you want to, that intention that you want to have, um, holding that stronger than all the outside noise. Because when you have that, that belief, you can influence your DNA and make that a reality. Totally. I mean, it's, it's like Bruce Lipton, Joe Dispenza, all the people that are I mean, have you seen the the documentary Heal? It came out a while ago. No, I don't think so. Was that uh, Dispenza or? Uh, Dispenza was in it. I feel like Bruce Lipton was also. I can't remember. It was a few years ago that I watched it. But I think I did. It, I mean, that was the first time I think I'd ever been like exposed to Joe Dispenza's story and then realizing like, mm. oh, he's the guy that wrote all these books. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, About, about this power that we have and in changing our minds changing the stories like changing the narratives like that is how we heal right and how we have the expansive experiences that we want to have i think that's a really awesome reminder for people um thank you for reminding me Hmm. (laughs) you know like we do have these little loops playing in our heads i think um especially if we're someone, you know, someone's going through a fertility journey, like doing all the things, IVF, acupuncture, like whatever it else is that they're doing. And they're not seeing those efforts come to fruition. It's like, check your stories, like check your mental loops that are kind of going through, you know, with, with complete sympathy and empathy for yourself, compassion, like please don't be hard on yourself, but, um, absolutely. And even if, you know, that is the case, um, where you're doing all the things and you're also checking with a story like it takes two to make a baby. And there's so much in this narrative. There's so much in this story that it's all on the woman. 
It's all on her to get pregnant and all these things. This is not true. It takes two to make a baby. It takes, you know, healthy sperm and healthy, healthy egg and healthy womb, you know, healthy seed and healthy soil. Um, And when you look at the numbers, and this is something that I was doing as I was, um, you know, learning about this and diving really deep, you know, there's just sidetrack a little bit. Um, a lot of the fertility acupuncturists, like they only do women's health, like it's only women's side of things. And it's just not the case in, in, in regards to what's actually happening. Like if you look at the numbers, uh, about a third of them are female factor infertility. The other, and another third is male factor. And then the last third is a combination of the two. So really it's just split down the middle. It's split down the middle, isn't it? It's split down the middle and it it takes two. And there's also data that the health of the placenta is actually related to the male parent's health. Which that is so interesting, looping it back to what you had said about masculinity being part of the provision and protection. It's like your placenta is giving the fetus life after, you know, a certain point in time when it's actually developed in the womb. That's really, really cool to think about. Wow. Yeah, no, it, it's, and, and it's also interesting, um, but correct me if I'm wrong, but the, but the placenta takes over in the progesterone um, production. Yes. And in regards to, uh, you know, Chinese medicine, estrogen is a yin hormone and progesterone and testosterone, but progesterone is a, is a yang hormone, which yin and yang, yin is feminine and yang is masculine. Whoa. That is wild to think about. I'm processing. (laughs) Yeah, no, the, um, I just reread about that as well, uh, with the placenta being the, the thing that keeps producing the progesterone, which basically keeps the womb lining intact so it's almost like not not just like building it but like keeping it structured it's holding it yeah which that is a masculine it is it is a masculine quality is is to hold not only presence but to the hold the container yeah like the structure structural that's so cool (laughs) mind blown blown. yeah (laughs) absolutely um so you know in that regard like I, what I tell, so I, I, I make it very important to my patients and clients that I need both. I need the male partner and the female partner. I need you both to be on board. And, and I invite the men to step up and then I invite the women to drop in. And inviting the men to step up into the masculine role, into the leadership role in this, because she can't hold all of it. She doesn't have the testosterone to hold all of the things and make all the changes and do all the things and do, 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 which is another story that I feel is a lie that's sold to these to women that like you can do everything. You, you can, but I don't think you should. I don't think we want to. Yeah. It's like after having the choice, like thanks. Yes, we want the choice. <laughs> but when it all comes down to it, I mean, yeah, I don't want to have to do all the things. Like I love my independence, but I also love to be able to, like you said, drop in, 
fall back into my feminine, feel taken care of, Absolutely. feel supported. And that's not to say I'm not like an empowered woman. That to me is like being empowered is like, yeah, I have this fucking choice to sit back and kick up my feet. Sick. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I feel like, I mean, I'm not going to speak on anyone else's relationship. I'll speak on my own. It's, it is such a game changer when I can feel that support and feel like, oh yeah, he's got this. And I get to just like rest and be in my feminine essence and energy and create. And it's like, it gives me that much more energy to like make our home feel loving and nice. And that's not to say I'm just like about cleaning the house, (laughs) but yeah, sure. I'm doing that (laughs) because I'm here most of the time. Um, But no, like I have the creative energy to cook up a beautiful meal and I'm like joyful in doing that, like got the music going and yeah, just in creation. And I feel like you can keep going in this, in this thread. I like love this thread. Yeah. Like we don't want to have to do it all and we can't do it all no, um, it's a lot. without each other. Like we need each other for this mission. A hundred percent. And outside of making babies, like we need each other. We need other humans like we are social animals, like we, we need community and back to making babies. Like it takes two, it's a partnership. It doesn't all lie on, on the woman. And that's just unfair. And I think bullshit that that's the, that's the story. And maybe there might be, actually, I was listening to your last episode with summer and maybe there might be just like lack of education. And the guy might just be like, Oh, I don't know what to do. And it's like, there's plenty that you can do that you, that you know what to do. Like you, you know how to take care of shit. Um, and really it, it, you know, stems down to protection, providing presence. Um, but yeah, it, take, it takes two to make a baby and the it's not just the doing of the taking care of things and holding the container and all of these other, like it's it's your health like your health as a as a man it, it's extremely important for you your woman and your future children you know that that's the that's the thing that I see a lot in society today is we, or I, you know, I, I see it in men that we, we put it on the back burner. We put our own health on the back burner because we need to provide and we need to protect. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's, that's part of it. And like, you need to fill your own cup first so that you can serve others so that you can protect and provide so you can do all of these things like you are able to accomplish you know your mission and purpose so much you know more powerfully and efficiently and you know all of the above if you prioritize your health and it's not selfish no but you know what i think is interesting i think um when, when I'm working with men, I feel like they, yes, they've kind of put their health on the back burner. Um, and it might take a, you know, an incident or like, a an upcoming event, like having a baby Mm -hmm. or even a second baby to like, let's get your shit in order. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like there's this 
there's this level of, well, I'm fine. Like I'm okay. I don't have to get my back figured out. I don't have to figure out this pelvic pain. I don't need to figure out my erectile dysfunction. Like it'll settle itself or it'll figure itself out or like, no, that's, I'm not weak. I'm not blah, 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 whatever that kind of like narrative is for men to then avoid seeking the help. And it's like, it's very interesting that I, I feel like it, it's been like the woman's job out of these, you know, heterosexual relationships that I'm witnessing. It's been like the woman's, um, encouragement and like, Hey, (laughs) I'm going to need you to go figure this out. Otherwise X, Y, Z like consequence or not consequence, but like, you know, this could happen or this isn't going to happen. Um, and it, do you feel like the men that are coming into the clinic, um, whether or not that's like with their partners, are they, are they hearing this? Are they like open to this or are they being like, are they stepping in or are they kind of like, I guess so. But if the, if the intention is like, it's important to me because it's important to you. I think that's, I think that's great. Yeah. Um, because you know, some guys don't really care that much about their health and, and it is, it is important and it, it ties into everything. You know, like I, like I said, like you are able to fulfill your mission and purpose more effectively being healthier and you can prolong your life and be with your family longer if you do so. And maybe that's the motivation that some guys need. And then, you know, there's some other, you know, um, times where it's like, like, Hey, if you like get your testosterone, like in check, like you'll have harder erections and you'll be stronger and you'll have, you know, bigger muscles and you'll, you'll lose weight easier. You have more energy. And like, they're like, Oh, maybe I should pay attention. I'm like, yeah, it fucking matters. Um, it's, you know, it's not just around, um, you know, sperm health, it's everything. It's, it's, it's absolutely everything. And sometimes, um, using a, a, you know, different language helps to like perk some guy's ear ears up different language. Well, yeah. Like in regards to sex, in regards to muscle, in regards to energy and focus and drive and motivation, like that's all related to testosterone. And, you know, most people just think it's like, oh, it's for muscles. No, it's so much more than that. Yeah. I love the emphasis on like the focus and, and energy too, because even as, as women, we do have that testosterone peak, right? Right around ovulation. And it's when I feel the most energized. And a lot of people would say like, that's their favorite phase because all of a sudden all these other factors are coming into play too, where like your skin is glowing and you're more receptive, you're more communicative and you're just getting shit done. And mm-hmm. you can PR on your, uh, on your workouts or whatever it is that you're doing, lifting, running, like all the hit training you're doing. And it's, I mean, it is incredible. That feeling is incredible. Um, and if, yeah. I mean, if I were a dude, <laughs> I'd want to feel like that all the time. Absolutely. And, you know, women have monthly cycles and men have, we have daily cycles. Well, we have daily and monthly. Well, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's a fair thing to, to um, share. Yeah. And it's, 
bringing it back to the masculine and feminine dynamic and yin and yang, like women's cycle follows the moon and men's cycle follows the sun. And, you know, if you, you know, look at that, like the, the sun is providing like for everything that it, you know, reaches and yeah, it, it's, it's super important. And, you know, it's like to, to the men, like it's okay to choose yourself. It's not selfish. And like, it's, there's a ripple effect. Like the more that you choose yourself and let's say like, if you're a a good person, person, and you're like connected with your purpose and mission, the more that you choose yourself, the more that others benefit. I think that's important for every human to hear, right? Like self-care is not selfish. Mm -hmm. So speaking on that, I mean, I love to view acupuncture as self-care time and, but it's not, I think all of the, the services that we offer aren't, I wish they weren't considered a luxury. Mm-hmm. Like I wish it were considered just a natural part of, you know, taking care of yourself. Um, but what does that, what does that treatment progression kind of like look like with you? If someone was wanting to start with you for fertility, maybe they're in the baby making formula program, but maybe they want that one-on-one care as well. Like, what are you suggesting and what does that kind of process look like to work with you? Absolutely. And, you know, with, with acupuncture, it's both self-care and healthcare. It's, it's everything. Um, so in regards to, you know, making babies and fertility and yeah, let's say they're you know also doing the baby making formula and they want to supplement that with, you know, cause they're, they're local in the North County, San Diego area. Um, you know, it looks like regular treatment with acupuncture and herbs. And, you know, what is, what does that mean? You know, my, my job is to find, you know, what is the, um, what is the disharmony? What is the imbalance that's happening that whether it be, you know, you're just trying to be proactive or it's something that has been, you know, you've been trying, you and your partner have been trying and just not getting there. Um, but finding that disharmony and working to correct it, you know, something that I like to, you know, tell my patients, like, I'm not the healer. Your body is the healer. I'm just removing the blocks. So whether that be with acupuncture, whether that be with herbs, preferably both, you know, combining both of them and working with both, both partners in that, um, you know, it looks like, let's say if there were, there was, some. Um, you know, female factor infertility in regards to uh, fibroids or PCOS or endometriosis or something or irregular periods or painful periods and kind of like not knowing what what's the source of that. So, you know, she gets one treatment with acupuncture and herbs and maybe he's like super fucking stressed about everything and like, you know, is there something wrong with me? Why can't I, you know, get her pregnant? Is that like, is it, is it me? Or I'm afraid to, for the responsibility or whatever it is, whatever story is and helping to get him out of his head and into his body and taking him from fight or flight over like sympathetic, you know, stress mode into growth and healing and into the parasympathetic. Cause that's the main way that acupuncture helps is by 
calming down your nervous system and letting it do what it does best. Mm-hmm. You cut yourself, you scrape whatever, your body goes into healing mode. It's like, okay, so let's let's you know send some inflammatory mediators and let let's let's send the the, the clotting factors and all these things. Let's make a scab and then it's going to heal. Like it it knows what to do. Absolutely. But then sometimes there's blocks in the way with stress or lifestyle or, you know, toxins and all these things. Anyway, um, it looks different for each couple, for each patient. There is no cookie cutter model of like, oh, you're going to do, we're going to do these points and this herbs and you're going to get pregnant. No, like come in, intake, an individualized treatment for each person yeah so for someone it could be like a weekly thing for someone it could be like an every other weekly thing yeah I think that's brilliant it needs to be that way otherwise yeah you're just kind of I mean yes there's a formula there are certain things that kind of like it are cookie cutter oh yeah they I mean it's just we're all living in the same world for the most part um at least if you're local um but yeah the individualized treatment is absolutely and um, yeah, it, you know, it looks different for, for each, each person. And with that being said, you know, there is, you know, there, there is some formula to it where it's like, we're giving this three months first, mm-hmm. because that's, that's how long it takes for new sperm and new eggs for the changes that we make today. It takes three months to take place and setting the you know, I don't want to say rules or like container of like, but first stop trying. Yeah. Let's get your, let's get your health back on track. You know, whatever it is, you know, wherever it is on this, this spectrum or scale. Um, and, you know, let's give it three months and then, then we can start trying again, but not really trying more like stop trying to not get pregnant and just continue at business as usual, unprotected sex, yada, yada, yada. Right. Right. I think taking the pressure off is going to be a huge relief for some people. And it's, it is kind of, I've heard, I've heard a lot of um, infertility stories, people still struggling to get pregnant, doing IVF. And I think what everyone else is telling them is like, as soon as you stop trying, it'll happen. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's probably so annoying to hear. Yeah. And there's a reason why people say it, you know, but I know that's so hard to like let down that it's not even, it's not even letting go of the desire to have kids. It's not, it's just taking the robotics out of it and putting the human back into it. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's so many stories of couples going on vacation and then all of a sudden they get pregnant. Yeah, it's it the the stress. I, like I mentioned in in the beginning, like the the stress and the mental block is such a big part of it. And some people will come in for acupuncture to prepare for IVF, hmm. and then all of a sudden they get pregnant naturally. I love and that. So, yeah, look at that. You know that's so funny. I, now that I think about it, my parents they've told me that. Um, they got married, they tried to have me for six years. And this was like, while they got together and got married, my mom was finishing school, got her first job was like working a lot trying to, you know, um, make a name for herself, I guess, and in the field that she's in. 
Um, she's a rocket scientist basically. So, you know, lots of male energy, masculine energy to be around, but they, they lived in LA. They still live in LA and they actually got pregnant with me when they came to San Diego and it was on a little vacation. They went to the zoo, they went to SeaWorld. (laughs) So there's, I mean, there is truth for some people in that. Yeah. Here you are. Yeah. Meant to be in San Diego. Just like get, I know. I think about that all the time. Like, I wonder why if I wonder if that's why my soul feels so nourished and settled here, you know, because I was conceived here. (laughs) But okay, anyways, where can the people find you? What's the easiest way for people to get in contact with you if they want to begin working with you or learning from you through the baby making formula? Yeah. Um, so Apollo Acupuncture and Herbal Medicine. Um, website is apolloacu.com. Um, and my Instagram is the same, apolloacu. Um, and there are multiple ways. My email's on there. My phone number's on there. You can DM me. You can call me. Whatever is more convenient for you. Um, but yeah, those are the ways. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. And yeah, just shedding a lot of light on more of the male fertility and the reasons why it's so important. Cause I think, I think you're right. Like it totally leads back into your mission, your purpose and how you want to fulfill that with your time here on earth. So thanks. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and putting your finger on the pelvic pulse podcast. I'm Brittany Ellers. The music for this podcast was created by Justek. Please follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts by hitting the subscribe button and share it with your loved ones if you found the episode helpful. If you haven't checked out my free womb medicine meditations or phasic community, click the link in the show notes. The meditations and community boards are the perfect place to begin or broaden your connection to your pelvic health, no matter what stage in life you're in. I'd be honored to support you along your journey.